name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm in Putnam, Connecticut. Hey, everybody. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I'm in Redondo Beach, California. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. Yep. Hey, man. Last Tuesday, we talked about the things to do when you think your dream is dead. Yeah, yeah. And I know how dark and how you know, we slipped <laughs> under cloud eight, cloud seven, cloud yeah. six and a half last Tuesday. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, we did. So I thought this Tuesday we'd do the absolute opposite. Oh, there you go. Right. And what I mean by that is today we're going to talk about five things for you to do the moment somebody says yes to your dream. Okay. You know, because getting a yes, navigating a yes is almost just as difficult as navigating a no. Mm. It's just a different set of parameters. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into this. Number one, make sure your yes actually comes from the person writing the check. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This happens a lot. And what I mean by this is a lot of times you'll get a group excited about a project, whether it's, like I said, whether it's a movie or a some finance package for a donut shop or whatever it is. Yeah. You'll get somebody that says, we love it. We love everything about it. We've had three meetings with you. We're in. This is great. Right? Mm-hmm. When you get that, you need to be able to ask them politely, okay, so did all of you say yes? Mm. Right. And if they say, well, yeah, it's, it's done. Say, well, OK, so is a check ready to be presented? Right. <laughs> and here's the problem with that, Jonathan. What happens to a lot of creative people, you and I included, is if you're dying to do a dream and you, you feel like it's taking you so damn long to get to that dream. The second somebody says, yes, a lot of people are afraid to ask questions. Because they think, well, wait a minute, what if I upset them they mm. might change your mind and make it a no yeah yeah right well the bottom line is if they're telling you that you're now financed that decision's been made yeah if you ask a question and they change their mind well, guess what you weren't really financed yeah yeah no that's true so a lot of times people like oh my god they said yes i don't want to say I don't want to ask any questions. Well, that's the most stupid thing you could do is not ask questions. So that's number one. Uh, any questions on that one or any comments on that one? No, I mean, I've, I've experienced that when I was talking to Google before. I, I met someone at Google and I was working on, this is like something eight years ago or longer, but I was working on a bunch of like accessibility software stuff for people with disabilities and Long story short, you know, this I met this person. They're like, yeah, I gave away, you know, $50 million of Google's money last year. And I was like, oh, I need to talk to you. <laughs> and so, you right. know, I told her about projects I was working on. She seemed all excited, blah, blah, blah. Emailed her back and forth, you know, proposals, the whole nine yard. And then she's like, okay, I just got to run it past this person. Like she wasn't the decision maker, it turned out. It, it seemed right. like it, but she wasn't the decision maker. And... So it goes to the decision maker, and then boom, everything just gets shot down, shut down, and nothing moves forward. Yeah, and here's the thing. I'm so glad you shared that because that's not really a unique situation. That happens a lot, Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and what you have to remember is if they say no, they could say no for a billion different reasons. Yeah. So that's another really interesting thing that I wanted to share is – People, when they say no, they don't explain. 
Right. They just say no. Yeah. Because the more they talk, the more it exposes them right. to, to more questions from you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's really good. I thank you for sharing that. So the second one on my list of five things to do after you get a yes, and this leads right into what you just shared, clarify the amount of your sale. Mm. You need to clarify how much ownership are you getting or what are you getting for this. It needs to be really, really clear. Unless there's clarity on both sides, something can be misconstrued. Totally. You know? Yep. So that's very, very important. Now, the next one's my favorite. Number three is my favorite. You want to take a guess at what it is? Hmm. I'm not sure what it is. Clarify your level of involvement. Hmm. And what I mean by that, this more pertains to making a movie or selling a screenplay. Yeah. Or doing something creative. Because a lot of times writers or producers or directors will slave forever for years and even decades getting their script sold. And in their mind, they think the studios bought my script or an investment group bought my script. Now they're going to hire me to direct. I'm going to turn into Steven Spielberg or... George Lucas or some, you know, or, or some amazing, Catherine Bigelow or some amazing, or Patty Jenkins, some amazing director. What they don't realize is 99% of the time, they don't want you to direct. Mm. They just want your story. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and even if it's something that you brought to them, you start thinking, wait a minute, I created this thing. This is mine. And they're saying... Yeah, and here's a check for it. And <laughs> right, now, yeah. <laughs> and now it's ours. Right. Right? Can I give you a quick example? Yeah. I met a really cool family in Hawaii last summer uh, in Maui when, when I, me and Shahina took the girls to Maui. And I kept in touch with the father, and he had a screenplay, right? And I read it, and it was pretty good, pretty good script. I mean, it needed work, but all scripts need work, but it's a pretty good script. He called me uh, about two months ago, and he told me that he was getting a meeting with Dr. Dre. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, that's awesome, man. So on what script? And he goes, the script that you read. And I said, well, I, I read it. I liked it, but I gave you tons of notes on what to change. Did you do any of those? And he's like, no, no, because I sent it to his office, and they loved it. Right? Yeah. And now I'm getting a meeting with him. So I said, all right, okay. Then he goes, what do you think I should do? And I said, well, you need to have a plan, right? And then the response was, and I like, I like this guy a lot. He's a really, really, really cool guy. He's a great guy. But his response was he was going to go in there and tell Dr. Dre that he needed 7 to $10 million. <laughs> yeah. Right? To make the movie. Yeah. And then I said, now, don't you think Dr. Dre and or his attorneys are going to say, how many movies have you made, which is zero? And how many times have you been a producer, which is zero? And how many times have you handled an investment that's 7 to $10 million range, yeah. which is, again, zero? Yeah. Right? So I said, even if he keeps you involved, which he might, he's going to bring his own people. He's going to, like, call whoever. He's going to call the biggest, baddest, 
producers he can find that yeah, have exa- done right. 50, 60, 80 million dollar films. Exactly. Right? And then the one fatal flaw that my friend made, um, uh, and I don't know if it was a flaw yet, because I don't know, maybe Dr. Dre did finance it. I haven't heard from my buddy since. But the flaw he made is saying, well, dude, Dre's worth $800 million. $10 million is nothing to him. How, do, said, dude, how do you think he got $800 million? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. $830 million or something. It, it wasn't by throwing $10 million around. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is when I – here's what I think. No matter how much money you have or how little money you have, money is still money. Right, right. Right? And 7 to $10 million is a lot of money. Yeah. Right? So no matter what, even if you had $100 billion, you know, like, like Jeff Bezos, the uh, founder of uh, Amazon? Yeah. He's just been confirmed at over a hundred. He's just been confirmed to having over one hundred billion. Wow! They claim he has like a hundred and fourteen billion dollars, right? You do you think that you can go pitch that guy a ten million dollar movie and have him say, "Sure, man, you've never done anything in your past, but I like the idea." I know. Here's ten million. I, I know. You it's should, not gonna happen. It, 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 it's it's funny when you're you know because when you when you're like, oh, it's seven to ten million. That's nothing. He's got eight hundred million, right? You should be like, you know, like if you're talking with somebody like. Oh, good. Give me five hundred bucks. Exactly. Wait, what? What do you mean? Five hundred bucks, dude. You made one hundred fifty grand this year. Five hundred bucks? That's nothing. Give it to me. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, that's a good response. I might have to think about that. <laughs> and again, let me just temper this by saying that the next time I hear from my buddy, he could say Dre gave me ten million dollars. Yeah. No. Totally. I mean, it's definitely possible, but it's possible. Yeah. You know, my point for bringing that story up is just to go in and say it's mine, so my involvement needs to be throughout the entire thing. It doesn't really work like that. Yeah. And maybe it does. Maybe it does. But you've got to clarify that from the get-go. So um, the next one, number four, is lawyer up for your contract negotiation. (laughs) You know, and what I mean by that is you are the worst negotiator for yourself because you out there are emotional and you're close to it because it's your project. Yeah, you need, no, that makes you sense. Need some, right? You need somebody who's not you. Yeah. If you go in there and try to negotiate yourself, they're going to be like, oh, come on, man. We're making your dream come true. You know, we're making you, you're, you You want to open a shoeshine shop, you want to open a tech company, you want to open whatever you want to open. We're making your dream happen. So why don't you just sign our contract? Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And most people might even be able to rationalize that and say, yeah, you know, you're right. You are making my dream happen. Maybe I should just sign your contract. But trust me, you should not. <laughs> you absolutely should not. And the fifth one, which is also one of my favorites. Don't brag about it until it's done. Yeah, definitely. Do not, do not, do not brag about it until it's done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not just until it's done, but until it's done and the check has cleared exactly. and the money from your bank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, because there's so many factors of what could happen. It's always really, 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 really smart to have the money in the bank 
before you start announcing that you have the money. Right. Right? Because yeah. having the money and having the money are two very different things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they are. And one last thing I wanted to mention. If I had a dollar for every time a filmmaker told me the following, I would have a billion dollars. Right? Mm. Do you know how many times filmmakers email me and call me and say, hey, we've got a $4 million movie and we've got 50% funding. Could you please come in for the other 50%? <laughs> so then my question is, so who gave you the 50% to begin with? And almost 99.9999999999999% of the time, they say, oh, we've got a signed letter from an investment group saying that once we put 50% in the bank, they're going to come in. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, just like in any business, the hardest money to get is the first money in. Right. Those letters mean nothing. Yeah. It, it's funny. We kind of talked about that before, and you're like, yeah, that's pretty, basically an investor's way of just saying, we're not interested. Like, you, you get the first half of it, we'll come in, because they know they're not even going to get the first half. Right. It's an easy way of them just saying, we don't think you can raise the first half. But if by some miracle you do, we'll take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. So again, a lot of these comments and a lot of these points that I've laid out, a lot of these can be applied to any industry. Yeah, no, definitely. Right? Yeah. So to wrap up, decision maker, clarify your amount of the sale, clarify your level of involvement, lawyer up after the deal is done, and do not brag that you have a contract until the money's actually in the bank and you realize that it's actually happening. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so if you guys want to check us out, you go to limpingoncloud9.com. You find us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all those fun places. And don't, forget, don't forget to check out LonelySealFilmFestival.com. We have screenwriting contests. Uh, you submit your feature films and documentaries and web series and uh, short films also. LonelySealFilmFestival.com. Yep, and if you want to email us, info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9.com. And by the way, uh, we are now on SoundCloud, so check us out there. And Yeah, and everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.